Hi there, welcome back to the But Why Not podcast. My name is Evan. Today, I am sharing with you a conversation with Eddie Holland, episode 18 of the Facebook Live show uh, when the show was still on Venture Wisconsin. And this was recorded June 24th, 2019. Today is August 26, 2021. It's about two years later. Always interesting watching back. This is one of the most popular live shows at the time. Uh, Eddie is a, a paranormal explorer. He's a he's a ghost hunter, and they do events around Northeast Wisconsin, uh, including at Heritage Hill in Green Bay. So enjoy my conversation with Eddie about Five, ghosts. Four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? But why not? What's up, friends? We're live. Welcome back to the But Why Not podcast. Today, we're talking ghosts. I'm here with Eddie Holland of Paper Valley Paranormal. I have a lot of questions floating around and uh, super curious to see where this goes. They have an event coming up this weekend at Heritage Hill in Green Bay, which is an awesome place in general. Um, And there really is a lot of cool old whether you call them decrepit or it's not, a lot of them aren't even decrepit, no, but they modeled fixed up a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of cool old spaces around here though. Um, so yeah, this is the, but why not podcast? I'm Evan Frymuth. We are bringing you guys cool conversations with cool people doing cool things in the community. Uh, Eddie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, so why don't you start with the question of the day and then we'll jump into, um, how you got into all this. My question today is going to be, where would everybody like to see us investigate next? Where's a hot spot that you kind of might have just drove past and looked at it and go, I wonder if that's haunted or anything like that? Just Yeah, like that's a great question. So, I mean, where have you been in and felt like this place has got to have something going on? Um, good example, something I'm curious about. I'm not sure how much you've heard about this, but like good company? You familiar with the old brick building? Not really. No. Where do you live in Appleton? Uh, we're actually in Manasha, okay. Fox Crossing area. That. So if you take College Ave, <laughs> if you take College Ave over, um, just down a few blocks, it's on the corner of Richmond and College. Okay. Um, it's this cool old building. It's good company. It's a restaurant, and there's a lot of rumor about haunted stuff there. Otherwise, I recommend, um, based on just what I know, checking out the flats. I'm not like the stone arch brewery and stuff like that is that where the comedy show yep. yeah yeah we're trying to get in between the locks right now we'll be uh, a little closer oh no worries yeah we're trying to get in uh into the between the locks right now yeah um, we had the opportunity a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. we had stuff come up we couldn't get in there but we're trying to get in there right now cool so how, how did you okay so actually before how you got into all this what so you guys do paranormal investigation events and like tours kind of a thing what we do is um <clears throat> well we have a facebook page paper valley paranormal mm, it's what, tagged. We, what we do is um if somebody's having issues at their home or what we'll come in we'll investigate any public private any home house business anything for free and once we do the investigation we'll go over the evidence the all the audio and everything and we'll 
come back and do a presentation to them, show them what we got, give them our evidence that we've collected, we'll give them a copy of it. Um, but we do hold public tours at Heritage Hill in Green Bay. And we have, like I said, two tours coming up Friday and Saturday night from 7 to 11. Mm-hmm. And we usually have about, I think we're slotted for 60 people each night. So Wow, that's crazy. Have you done a tour anywhere else? Um, we used to do tours at um, Greenville Grange. It's on Highway 76 and Prospect. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like an old school building. Okay. We used to do tours there, and then we used to do tours at um, Eagle Nation Bike Shop, where the motorcycle repair shop, where the shooting was with the police and everything. Okay. About two year, two and a half years ago, we used to do tours there, and that place has a lot. It, it had some activity. Okay. So, um, how often do you guys get calls about uh, paranormal investigations, like for personal? inquiry (laughs) we used to be we used to be every almost every weekend Mm -hmm. in the winter and that and spring and fall but the summer times kind of i don't know if a lot of people's got activities going on because no school Mm -hmm. plus each people each person on the team's got children and stuff Mm -hmm. that they got going on but we i'd say roughly twice a month that you know we do an event or Mm-hmm. an investigation so if you're doing an investigation uh at someone's home are you usually coming out with some sort of finding or is it more about a peace of mind to say like look we think this is a creek we think this is um our number one goal is to try to debunk everything mm-hmm. you know we we did an investigation where people had stuff falling off shelves fall you know stuff was being moved come to find out it was the cat really <laughs> yes but we also you know keep an open mind if there's something we can't debunk and we go over our audio and i mean we've caught some really crazy stuff on audio mm-hmm. um we did a matter of fact we did an investigation a private investigation in oshkosh and it was me my wife her um, my brother-in-law and heather clark which is she's the co-founder on the team um me, Heather, my wife, and the guy that lived there was talking in the garage after investigation. And we were the only people in there. The door was shut and everything. And my wife was talking about salting the property. And right as soon as she said salting? Yeah, salting. Um, it's kind of salting. It's supposed to be, it's a barrier. Okay. They try to keep the spirits away from you and that. If it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's different kinds of salts. Um, but on the audio recorder, as soon as my wife got done just saying salting, you hear it sounds like a 90-year-old woman that smoked for 85 years of her life. Mm-hmm. And she, you hear, I just don't know what they're saying. And just wow. trails off. And I know it wasn't me. I know it yeah. wasn't nobody there. So how do you? How can you explain that? Right. I mean, we have we heard it with our own ears and everything. Just yeah. can't debunk it. So Right. Was that something you went back and listened to later, or did you guys all hear it like live in the moment? No, live in the moment, we did not hear anything. Okay. When we went back over the audio recorders, we caught it. Wow. And it is on our Facebook page. I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta get that out there. So. That's awesome. So, um, so, like, what is your feeling most of the time when you're walking into a place 
that you describe as uh, a lot of activity? Like what? Like is is it an intuition? Is it a? No, I mean people do have abilities to feel that kind of stuff. Um, I mean good example like Waverly Hills when we walked in the morgue the air was thicker you could just it was harder to breathe stuff like that but usually I personally don't feel a lot unless like you know temperature change mm-hmm. we've went into places during the middle of summer and hit a cold spot like 60 degrees and mm-hmm. it's just it's all it all depends on person to person I want to say sure so interesting so it seems like almost like those differences or those changes are like some people are more sensitive to them or like literally like you feel like it's only a 10 degree drop someone else is like it's well uh, some people are more sensitive to it than others mm-hmm. and good example is we were at heritage hill and one of our team members was in the hospital and all of a sudden she just got really sick just don't even know what happened like her chest and she could breathe and there was four other people in there and we were just fine as could be mm-hmm. she went outside about a minute after being outside she was fine she can go back in there really but, yeah so like let's let's take it back a few steps before we get into like what you make of like that instance so you said to me before we started you started this about 13 years ago you got into like the paranormal um it seems like a very self-sustaining thing you do it for the love of it you have a team of 10 people how how did you get started 13 years ago what like what kicked you into the the scene (laughs) well actually my interest in it started before that it Mm -hmm. was uh, i was in the military i was in the army and i was stationed in germany and one of the barracks I was stationed in was a World War II barracks. Still had bullet holes in it and stuff. Wow. And, um, it's crazy. One night I woke up, and I, I had my own room and everything. I woke up, and I could see somebody sitting on the windowsill. In Germany, the windowsills are bigger, so you can sit on them and smoke and stuff like that. Um, I threw my remote for my TV at him, and it's shattered. And I went out in the hallway and flipped on the light and guy one of the guys i was in the army with came up he's like what's going on i was like there's somebody in my room well we turned the light we went in nobody was there i was like okay maybe i'll just sleep and whatever about a week later i get off work at uh i had night shift and i get off about 10 in the morning and i go into the barracks and i'm the only person in the barracks everybody else is working i go in the shower it's a big space shower with 15 shower heads Mm -hmm. I'm taking a shower, and all of a sudden, shower heads come on one by one. And I look down, and I see the knobs turning as I'm standing there. Mm-hmm. Just say that was the last night I spent in that barracks. That made them move me to the new barracks. Wow. Kind of freaked me out. But that intrigued me right there. Yeah. And then when I got out of the military in 06, I started kind of a team with a bunch of friends of mine and started doing cemeteries and different places yeah. and stuff. And Did they give you a hard time about moving barracks for that reason, or...? Or were no. they, did they seem to, <laughs> no. no, because everybody that's lived there has had experiences. It was, it was just a crazy place to live. Wow. So what's the most, like, what's the most tangible experience that you've ever had? The most, like, the most physically altering? Because my question with ghosts, if you believe in it, and, like, to an extent, I mean, I, I guess I do, 
you either believe or you don't um like i but it's like what can they really do to you that's one one thing too the most i've ever seen was actually the most i've ever seen done to a person was at the we just went to waverly hills and one of my teammates his name's casey he we were in the morgue at the end of the night and he laid on the uh the slab and the ice box that they put the dead bodies in after they do you know to store them mm-hmm. that was open but there wasn't any doors on the front of it but there's a slab of uh plywood that you can lay on the bottom when it slide in well he was in there and about after 10 15 minutes he jumps up and he's like something i can't breathe it's hard breathers and he went to the other room well on his neck you see a thumbprint on one side and then four scratch marks on the other like somebody had grabbed him by the throat wow and that is on our facebook pictures of that are on our facebook page um i was gonna say i thought i think i saw that yeah and the my personal i've been pushed in the back and at heritage hill during the tour i was standing there and i felt something on my leg and i re- looked down there's a big scratch of blood running down my leg but wow. it didn't hurt didn't yeah. i didn't even you know i felt a little burn but that was it it wasn't and to me i think that's about as far as i've ever seen anything go sure so <laughs> what's your read on heritage hill like how haunted who's there why like we have that's such a fake question um there's because they bring houses from different locations and center on there and plus the grounds that heritage hill was on was uh used to be the farming grounds for the prison oh okay um now we have talked to too many to name off like in the hospital we've have i've we've talked to soldiers we've talked to doctors we've had heartbeat coming over our equipment before Um, just sounds yeah audio it's now that the Tonk Cottage is one place that we do, and it's usually not open for the public. Um, we had a medium go with us to it one tour, and some of the stuff she's picked up, and some of the voices that come over the the uh, spirit box SB7 is what we use. We had uh, we have a historian Megan that's on our team, and she had to actually go back to the archives and searched and see if a lot of the facts that was coming up was true and they actually came out to be true wow so so someone was just telling you stories yeah that plus we've caught names over the recorders in the spirit box and stuff and megan's had to go back to look up and she'll find that wow. all over the thing yeah that's crazy <laughs> the the most so I, I guess I kind of know what you mean, and I guess anyone who's listening to this is probably gonna be leaning toward believing anyways. So I'm not gonna like sit and like play skeptical because like I feel like whether it's like the design of like an ecosystem, even like it's almost like like when you walk into a swamp versus like when you're climbing a mountain, you get two different like vibes of like literally the energy that the water creates just whether it's like you know pooling up and 
decaying like a wetland or whether it runs down from the top exactly. like a mountain and that same thing seems to you know the same way the smells and the feels are different in those you get that in in these different like whether it's an old building or yeah i mean we've been some of the buildings we've been to like in the basements just moldy like mm-hmm. we had we did one location that a river used to run through the building in the bottom that's where they store the beer and wow. stuff to keep it cool and that um, yeah we also had mice rats. you know we'll oh, see yeah. everything that we can yeah um, we did an investigation in oklahoma for uh uh, old mansion that was there's the first house built in the town I grew up in and I've always wanted to investigate it for like 20 something years and we finally got into it to get to do it and we're yeah. down in the basement and thank God it was winter time because my wife sits on the stairs that leads up to the outside and they turn on the flashlight and there was probably 60 snake skins covered the stairs wow and you couldn't blink an eye before she was out of that basement <laughs> yeah i bet just yeah different i mean we've had places that have holes in them you know mm-hmm. no windows it just yeah everywhere is different interesting so i like my my one ghost story that i have personally is uh um my fiance and i lived in door county for a summer um, two or three summers ago, I think three summers now. And we stayed at this old farmhouse and like just com- kind of weird, but like pretty normal. And until like the end of the summer, um, the niece of the owner of the kayak, we were, ki- I was a kayak tour guide. She's a zip line was like, have you noticed anything with the lights? Uh, this was like a week before we moved out and we had had two light bulbs pop like in public setting like it was just like we were having people over like we were almost done with the summer just having drinks and like pop all of a sudden two weeks later another one pops there's like one light bulb left and so we were like that's kind of interesting so the night before we moved out um me and her went to my cousins in green bay for dinner and then we drove back up and her headlights were on um and the thing is, is uh, her headlights won't turn on unless they're manually turned on. And like, car, like we're, we're, we weren't sure if the car door was locked, but it was literally us and one roommate. So like, we were like, what the hell? So <laughs> we went in, this is our last night there, uh, went in and the light switch to like go up to our room wasn't working. And it was one where like you could turn the light switch on at the bottom or the top. So we go up and like we're going into the bedroom and I'm just like, let me just see something. So I flip the top one and the lights come right on. So I was like, okay, strange. Um, Made it through the night, whatever. I went back, like my dad's a mason and I had talked to the homeowner and I was like, you should put a chimney cap on your chimney because it was just blown apart. He's like, yeah, we probably should do that. So he hired me and he goes, you know, the reason there's like a hole on the top of the chimney is because that, that chimney got struck by lightning. <laughs> and he's like, and I had a brand new lawnmower and all the bricks from the light from the chimney fell on top of that. And he's like, oh, and that hole in the middle of the driveway where there's grass, there used to be a big maple tree there that got struck by lightning the same year. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So 
when I was putting the chimney cap on, um, the owner's son who grew up in that house was there. And I was like, did you ever notice anything weird? And he's like, uh, no, nothing like just grew up there. And he's like, but he's like that house used to be where they showed, like it used to be the wake area where they showed dead people like in the, in the town of Sturgeon Bay before it was like a little more industrialized, like way back in the late 1800s or whatever. And it spontaneously burnt down in like the thirties or something like that's a lot of people. We, we, a lot of people's like, why would y'all want to get into a church? Well, if you think about it, most funerals are at a church. Mm-hmm. Most haunted place I've ever been investigated was probably a church. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a lot of death and everything connected with it. And yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Like, it's, and I, and I want to ask your opinion on like what, why you think, whether you think it's like them holding on or what in a sec. But to finish that story, I had to wait overnight to let the concrete on that cap cure. And I slept in the living room, which apparently is where the showings were. And uh, I was getting nudged. And like, you know, when you're in that like REM sleep where you're kind of like dreaming, but you think like you think, you know, what's going on, but really it's your brain making some scenario. (laughs) My brain was telling me like, oh, you're like, it felt like I had just got done with a night of drinking and my college roommates were like, messing with me you know what I mean to wake me up so I was like oh I'll give them like a mean look like knock it off like kind of like like knock it you know (laughs) (laughs) and so I did that literally I shot out of bed like gave like a stink eye to nothing and then I like slowly slunk back down I was like there was nothing there (laughs) like fuck (laughs) so I literally like I just went back to sleep but that was like the the freakiest thing where I was just like this is there's something to this like this is a weird place I've actually had almost the same kind of experience me and three guys I graduated with we lived in after high school we moved mm-hmm. into his grandfather's old house like farmhouse mm-hmm. and I was asleep on the couch and I heard footsteps and I was facing the back of the couch and I felt somebody sit down up on the back like they were putting on their shoes in that mm-hmm. and I kind of threw an elbow <laughs> yep, get off and me. turned over and I'm like, okay, <laughs> am I dreaming now? And I was right. like, well, somebody's got to be here. So I got up, started searching the house, look outside, no cars. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, that, that also brings up the question of intent and like if, if this energy or this being or whatever is real, like what can it do to you as a living physical being out of the whole time that i've like been doing this i've never came across the demonic or anything evil mm-hmm. it's most people when they call us they'll say oh we got a demonic you know we got something going through terrorizing and 90 like i've never had it but it's usually a spirit that just trying to communicate or it's some other explanation, mm-hmm. but nine out of 10 times, it's not even demonic. It's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. And we also, <clears throat> me and Heather, the co-founder, we also do, we could do a blessing, which most people after a private investigation in the house or request us to do it, mm-hmm. which we'll go through with Sage and, 
uh, a wood and burn its Palo Santo wood. And you know what's weird? I just remembered. Um, I had actually done sage just because I like I I planted sage randomly in college, like just like trying different things. And I dried it up and made a smudge stick or whatever. And I was just like, when am I ever going to use this? And then the light things happened. So then I used Broke it out. <laughs> so I used yeah. So I used the smudge stick or the the sage. And then like all the really weird stuff happened after that. So I don't know if that was like them being like, hey, we are here, or them being like, you get out of our place rather than like. Yeah, with the with the saging and that i probably did it wrong too I, well i mean <laughs> yeah. you probably weren't trying to you know right. you didn't know what you were doing no that. and even like the people like me and heather that's been doing this for a while well if we do it there's no guarantee it's gonna last or for how long or right but i mean it's more of a peace of mind thing peace of mind and plus the i'd say the twice that we have done it one time it worked about two weeks mm-hmm and then we had to call in somebody else to come help them. And then, uh, like a holy the, person of some sort. Um, well, we have different people. If, you know, if we actually do run across something demonic, we got a priest and preacher. And we got, for that kind of stuff, we got a psychic medium we work with. And we try to, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll do whatever possible we can to make sure that you feel safe and yep. we can get rid of what we can if we can. What, so what do you think it is? Do you think it's someone like not letting go? <laughs> this is a very tricky question. Oh, for sure. Because you I can mean, ask 10 different investigators right? and you're going to get 10 different yeah. answers. What do you think um, based on your experience and who you've talked to? And My personal experience, are, that is some spirits have something that's unfinished business. Mm. You know, I don't know. That's what we try to find out. Um, and then some, to me, it's almost like there's a heaven, there's a hell, and then there's... Then there's earth. <laughs> then there's like, well, I want to say like a purgatory state. Like, what if you're here for so long before you ha can get into heaven or whatever sure i don't know for sure i mean i've it's yeah. but personally i think maybe because there are people that do uh what it's called what's crossover is if a spirit can't find the light then they try to help find the light and send it to you know hmm. cross it over to the other yeah it almost seems like uh I don't know, because, like, I mean, if you're staying here to, like, because let's say some of those spirits are some kind of traumatized person from a prison 300 years ago. Now their unfinished business is, like, unattended. You can't attend to it anymore because there's no, like, the resolutions are gone. Everyone involved is dead. So it almost seems like like a spirit or, like, someone's, like, stream of consciousness is almost like or almost was like immature when they when they pass you know what i mean like in their understanding because like what is the resolution at that point but my, my from my personal belief i think 
how you are are how you are here after you pass away and you become a spirit knight mm-hmm. that's how you're going to be when you're because sure. we've we actually investigate a house in greenville a farmhouse first house built in greenville and we know two of the previous owners were clem and bernice and they both passed away in i think the early 2000s 90s 2000s something mm-hmm. like that and Oh, yeah, Clem likes to cuss. He said a few cuss words here and there. And mm-hmm. Bernice is, she's, you could tell she's kind of the nice older grandma type. And yeah. So, but yeah, we've had, we've been cussed out and we've <laughs> it, had some rude ones before. Yeah. So, changing directions a little bit, what, like, what do people like most about the events? Like, what are the, what do, like, what's a day at the Heritage Shell event look like? So, when we do events at Heritage Hill, we usually people will get there at 6.30, about 30 minutes before we go actually break off and go to the tours. We'll give a little um, interview, like uh, we'll tell who we are, each piece of we'll person overview, on the team. Overview, yeah. And then we'll explain each piece of equipment that we have, and then we'll do a short questions and answers, and then by seven o'clock or when it's time to go we'll break up into teams and like last halloween we did a tour there and it was 100 people Mm -hmm. per night and we go to the locations for about anywhere from about 45 minutes to an hour and then everybody there gets to participate in the investigation Mm -hmm. so we'll use our equipment but like k2 meters we'll give them to the guest and they'll get to you know hold them and you can explore and ask questions pretty much you know mm-hmm. every you pretty much get to go on a paranormal investigation and experience it for yourself who who do you find uh is the most interested is it like oh like and i mean i know you probably get a, a great audience but i mean when everyone is there you probably get young middle old who is asking the most questions who is like is it older people or younger 50 people and above they ask the most questions. Yeah, they're more intrigued sure. and everything. But then again, we get from the range probably 18 to 30. Mm-hmm. You get the younger crowd that they're they're asking questions because they watch the shows mm-hmm. and everything like that. They so. probably grew up with the shows yeah. too. Yeah. So I, the older people seem more into it Okay. as far as they're like, on the edge of their chairs really wanting to see something to hear something and stuff yeah. and it's it's actually really fun and exciting so like it, so if someone comes this weekend do they get to find out the results uh, like the next day that night like so well we do or on facebook a week later kind of a thing we do investigations like we just did one um saturday night was it saturday night saturday night at captain's walk winery in green bay mm-hmm. it'll usually take us about two weeks to go over audio because we mm-hmm. use audacity and you're doing three to four hours of audio now that three or four hours of audio to mm-hmm. listen it clip it and all that's going to probably take six to seven hours overall mm-hmm. so and plus we have videos which now you got to watch all the videos too and everything Mm -hmm. so we usually 
it's usually about two to three week turnaround before anybody gets to see anything. Was that is that what you use your Facebook for? Is like keeping in touch with people and like letting people know this is from the Heritage Hill event. Yeah, we actually um, will separate it and like um, I did a video for Heritage Hill tour that I put all the EVPs electronic voice phenomenons mm-hmm. I put them all on a video so you just pop on the video and you just watch it and hear the EVPs and we have videos from like the farmhouse in Greenville um, different places all over that we've we've actually been really lucky with video on our team mm. we did a um, like seeing things you mean oh yeah like up in um my goodness now I forgot the town it's up by Clintonville yeah but it's Stockbridge no <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I I can't think of it right offhand. and uh it the house that we were doing it literally looked like the Amityville Horror House mm-hmm. and we had cameras set up all the way there was three floors and a basement on the third floor we had a camera and on video it almost looks like a little boy about i'd say three to four foot high it starts you see walking across the wall by the Mm -hmm. wall walking towards the camera and then disappears wow so that's crazy you got uh now that i think about it have you checked out the winnebago mental health institute is that even possible So they have like a they have like a museum museum now. Yeah. The thing is, is we can't get into the the building because the actual asylum because there's still patients in that. Right. But we're we we're scheduled. We're doing the um, Morgan House and Museum in Oshkosh yep. on uh, July 18th. That's on like Church Avenue or something. Yeah. And the owner, or whatever uh, the manager or owner, I can't remember which one he is. But we met with him, and he knows the lady that does the yeah the same museum, yep. and that's I've been trying to get into there, and I want to get into there because there's a picture that was taken, and she was the only one in there, and she was locking up and cleaning. She'd been in her office all day, mm-hmm. never went upstairs or anything. And as she was leaving, it was nighttime. She took a picture because the third floor light was on. Well, you see the lights on, but in the second floor window, you see a woman standing there and a guy with his arms around her with his head on, his sh- on her shoulder. I mean, you can see through, but it's mm-hmm. definitely a woman and a man for sure. Yeah. So Weird. Yeah, my fiance interned at Winnebago Mental Health, and she she could probably maybe put you in touch with that person too obviously you have the connection now but um yeah it's only open thursdays people if people watching if you're interested in checking out that museum it's super unique um i definitely say it's a hidden gem not that many people know about it um so obviously you got to follow paper valley paranormal because you guys will get in there eventually i'm i'm crossing my fingers for it yeah and if anybody out there can get us into a place that you want us to investigate and you you can get our team in you're more than welcome to come in and investigate with us during the investigation Mm -hmm. that's our policy if somebody finds us an investigation 
they could come and they could bring a guest with them and they get cool. to investigate with us for free. Cool. So, um, yeah. Question of the day again is, uh, is where should they investigate? Um, so hold on. I lost my train of thought, but so when you put together a team, obviously it becomes like a community. I'm sure you have 10 people. Um, how like how do you guys do stuff outside the paranormal stuff oh. or do you bond just on that or oh no it's it's not a team it's a family mm-hmm. like we barbecue together we hang out we go to i've had the whole team uh i think two three years in a row to my daughter's birthday party nice like it's it's just a great family togetherness we support each other and mm-hmm. that's that's cool what is there any like crazy stories from any of the team members like is how they got into the paranormal world oh, that you can think of the well like our co-founder <laughs> she drives a hearst she's actually oh, wow. one of the head people of the hearst society and wisconsin hearst society um she's all about halloween and mm-hmm. everything and she has always kind of had a love for this kind of thing. So she's been to places like we're going to in August. We're going to the Maritime uh, Sub uh, yeah, Museum in Manitowoc. Mm-hmm. And she's actually been there before us. She actually had an event there before she joined our team. And it's she's like i said she had the experience of hair to chill with the can't breathe in that mm-hmm. she's just wow. i mean everybody you meet's gonna have different stories right. and stuff so right that just brought up a question have you have you ever experienced an animal spirit rather than a human or is it always human well the funny thing you said that too i told you i got scratched on my leg mm-hmm. the medium that was with us said it was the dog and she kept describing this big wolf-like dog that the like the owner had, and that was the one thing Megan didn't know at the time that there was a dog there. Mm-hmm. And we actually caught a dog on audio barking and that. And when Megan went back and looked it up, the owner did have a big wolf-sized dog that was really? his pet. Yeah. Wow. So. So yeah, they're out there, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've had we've had cats meow when there's nothing. I mean, there's no yeah, no cat lives there or anything like that. And we're inside a sealed building and everything. So right. Um, actually had a pig, a frog, a pig came over oinking on during the investigation. We had I don't know if it was a frog or it, it sounded like a frog, but it almost made a a word, but it's also on our facebook page and that sounds that sounds like a demon but <laughs> i'm talking frog <laughs> now you know like oklahoma you kind of got to be careful where you go there because there's a lot of things that want to kill you sure. snakes spiders wolves mountain right. lions stuff like that now so yeah like real life ones or oh like, yeah that's oh, what yeah. i'm saying so yeah you got to kind of be careful, and plus, you got to try to, like, if we hear an animal, we mm-hmm. try to find it and debunk it before. Mm-hmm. 
we actually make a post or anything about it. Right. So. Are you are you coming from a Christian background? Um. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I, I've gone to church friggin', pretty much all my life, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm not a steady goer. I want mm-hmm. um, where I'm, I'm trying to get back into it more. But, you know, but being in the Army, spent six years out of the you know, United States and everything, I mm-hmm. just it was experiencing life. And when I got out, I didn't immediately jump back into it. And, that. Mm-hmm. and me and my wife do go to church. So Yeah. But, and I was just trying to build a background, I guess, for this question. Um, what do you think about, like... Um, have you ever heard of like the poltergeist movies and like the stuff that's all happened to like the people involved in those movies? And do you, do you have an opinion on like people that dive deep into those like emotions or maybe like states within themselves and then all of a sudden they have these like real life like tragedy driven things that manifest? Like like a possession? Maybe. I that mean was- I mean so so I think it was like a ridiculous amount of the main cast that made one of the poltergeist movies or the poltergeist movies like died within a couple of years of the making of the movie like in crazy ways like hey, yeah i mean that's that goes to back to who believes what kind of mm-hmm. thing i mean could it what do you what been, do you believe what does Eddie believe <laughs> i mean i'd have to like review it and sure. see and stuff but i mean is it possible yeah, I mean, we've had investigators that that stuff followed them home before. Mm. Um, we actually had Heather, we were doing an investigation in Wausau in a 150-year-old home. And while we were there, we were in the basement, and it, she said it felt like someone had stabbed her in the back. She lifted up her shirt. She had a big, long scratch on her back. And the next day, she was hospitalized. Just she what I mean it, it, it was bad and she was in the hospital for about four or five days and wow. couldn't figure out why you know it, it could be paranormal I mean mm-hmm. you know it's so in, in like a hypothetical I guess um since I, well I just don't have a specific example to, to dive into but do you think that certain like do you think that the the spirits call them what you will go for maybe the e- like what appears on paper to be the easier target like do you think like someone of a weaker stature or someone with weaker posture um would be more vulnerable to some Being, having something attached to them yeah. yes and that's more somebody that's more i would say depressed opened up like just you know, is down and out. Mm-hmm. They're more acceptable for something to come and attach to them and prey off of their energy levels. Mm-hmm. But my, you know, our investigations before we go in, we do a prayer. We'll do. We got rocks and stuff for protection and stuff like that. And like gems, like yeah, like black onyx is a good one for. It's supposed to protect and ward off evil spirits you know dark energies and stuff and um we also sage ourselves 
before and after investigations okay. so nothing attaches um just to go back to on the like the tv shows mm-hmm. it, the thing about that is is when somebody watches a tv show that 30 minute tv show it could have took him a week to get that 30 minutes worth of video to do that show mm-hmm. there's it's you're not gonna have a lot of activity like that 30 minutes you know right time frames and that so you gotta dig yeah except for i will say waverly hills did not disappoint (laughs) we had two or three people that went to bobby mack bobby mackey's music world it's about 45 minutes on the border of ohio and kentucky okay and it's been on ghost adventures and all that and they said they had a lot of activity there. Nothing, they didn't feel nothing demonic or anything like that. It was just regular feeling. Mm-hmm. So, is there any, is there like a top three, like in the country, spots for that kind of stuff? Waverly Hills is number one. It's by far. What happened there? Everybody. It was a sanitarium for tuberculosis back in the mm. early 1900s and that. And. I know there was like 300,000 patients there over the times, and there was a lot of deaths. They have a thing in the basement. It's called the body chute, which one side is half stairs, and the other side is like a ramp for the girdies to take the dead bodies out of. I think that's what I shared on Instagram. Did you post a picture of that on Instagram? I posted a picture. We actually got a picture of me and my wife was at the bottom of the tunnel, and when we were walking back up, we kept hearing footsteps behind us. Mm. And one of the guys on the team was at the top, and he, when we were walking up, he's like, okay, y'all stand to the side. I'm going to take a picture real fast. And he took a picture, and you, we caught a shadow person. You could see the legs walking up the stairs, and it was full figure walking up the stairs behind us. Wow. So, yeah, that's the, that's the picture I shared yeah. in uh, preparation for this. So. <laughs> thought that was cool i didn't know that's the number one spot number to me my second spot mine personally is going to be pennhurst in pennsylvania it's a kind of a school and institution and i've seen it on shows and Mm -hmm. um third i have you ever been to like i would love to do the alamo i mean it's the alamo Mm mm-hmm you know people died there you, right. i mean it's a guaranteed fact and right but will it ever happen i don't even know if they'd let us mm-hmm. if they'd ever let us right you know yeah maybe someday maybe someday something to strive for <laughs> cool um why don't you tell everybody real quickly the full details again for the event and if you like ghosts and stuff and you live in green bay check out paper valley paranormal on facebook And thank you for listening. Have a great day.